We actually live in a generation where waiting, just the fact of waiting, is viewed as a waste of time. Yet with that as a fact, one of the key aspects you must have as a Christian is patience. And in particular, patience with God. So what do I mean by patience with God? Well, how many times have you prayed for God to do something and you don't hear back from him? You pray and you don't see God moving at all. You pray and then you wait and wait and wait. And sometimes you wait some more. Well, why? Why is this? Why does God do this? Why doesn't God work immediately? If we know he can, why doesn't he? All of us have had these questions go through our head at one point or another. God does not change. He has been perfect, his perfect self, before he created time. And the way that God does not always act immediately to our wants and our needs falls under this category. This is evident throughout the Bible, and in particular for our text today, which we're going to mainly look at Psalm 13. Psalm 13 was written by David. David was a great and godly man. He, he was loved by God from his birth to his death. David's life was full of blessings from God, but it was also, as you probably know, full of many, many hardships. Saul became the first king of Israel, but because he turned away from God and therefore no longer carried out God's own instructions, God then chose David to be the next king when David was still just a young kid. David would not become king, though, until Saul naturally died. But the people loved David, and word got around that David will be the new king, who was chosen by God while Saul was still king. So, Saul, like any other godless man, heard this news and reacted in a very predictable way. He tried to kill David. Saul was constantly chasing David. David, who was always on the run for his life because of Saul's jealousy of him. Now, put yourself in David's shoes or sandals or whatever you want to picture him in. As a boy, the judge and prophet Samuel anoints you and tells you that you are chosen by God to be the next king. Just wait your turn. Okay, you think, I'll just live an obedient life, seek God, and wait my turn. But the current king wants you dead because of this. So you are constantly running from cave to cave, town to town, house to house, for years because of the king's jealousy. What do you think David's prayers sounded like? He's an obedient, faithful man just waiting his turn. But every day of his early manhood is spent running from Saul in fear of his life. How many times would you be praying for protection? How many times would you pray for God to save you? You know, David probably thought it's going to be hard to be king if I'm dead. So David constantly prayed and he waited and he waited. Then he prayed this prayer in Psalm 13. And as I read Psalm 13, think of David in the situation that he was in when he prayed this. But also, think of yourself. 
Think if you have ever felt this way towards God, the way David did towards God during a waiting period. I know I have. Let me read it. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will evil triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. Verses 1 through 4 there clearly shows that David does not understand what he is waiting for. You know, Saul is going to do, Saul is going to kill me if you don't do something, God. I know you hear me, so why am I still running? But verse 5, the last verse, shows why he won't worry. It's because he trusts in God no matter how he may see things. So we must ask the question, why do we wait? Why does God appear silent at times? Or as David put it in another verse in Psalm 10:1, why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Before we attempt to answer this question, let's get something straight. God's silence does not mean that God is inactive in any way. God is not taking a break. He is here with us at all times. And also, his silence is part of his will and his plan. With that in mind, let's attempt to answer the question. And there are many possible answers to this question, but let's just take a look at a few. First, waiting can actually be good for us. It can be a time when we call out to God and realize our utter dependence upon him for all things. If God gave us an immediate answer to all of our requests, where would our yearning be? Where would our longing be? God appears silent at times because he loves us, as crazy as that may sound to us. His silence can cause us to be with him more during a time of crisis. And then that can spill over into our everyday life from that point forward. Also, waiting lets God know where we will turn when we are, you know, quote unquote, alone. We will talk, we'll, we'll talk about this more in a moment, but just know that while we wait to see God, we have options. And this lets God know which option we will choose. Also, God appears silent in order to maximize his glory. Every action that God does has one ultimate end, and that is simply to glorify himself. Everything God does is to bring pleasure to himself, and these silent times are no exception. How this brings glory to himself is actually complex and differs from situation to situation, but it's all done to bring him glory out of every situation. Too many confused Christians may automatically write off God's silence as a punishment for whatever, for whatever reason we may come up with. This may be the case, though, 
for example, look at Saul. But it is not always the case if we look at the example of David. So let's not torture ourselves into thinking like this. It is not true and it downplays how much God loves us. The fact is, we will wait. And we briefly just looked at some reasons why we may wait. So what do we do while we wait? What are we to do while God appears silent towards us? We have two options, and that is simply to turn from him or turn to him. Let's look at the first one, to turn from him. Why would someone want to turn from God when he appears silent? It could be simply because of anger towards God. You know, God, I went to you concerning my kid's sickness every day for the past month, and he's not getting any better. Well, I can see you don't care about him. It could be out of impatience. God, I can wait forever, or I can't wait forever. If you don't give me an answer soon, I'll just make up my own mind. But mostly I'm willing to bet that most people turn from God while they're waiting because they simply do not know him. And because they do not know him, they don't understand his ways. Which takes effort on our part, obviously. The closer you get to him, the more you love him, and the more you'll understand him. Will you always know why he's silent then? No, you won't. But I bet nine times out of ten, you will have no idea why he is silent. But your faith and love will keep you grounded. You'll run to him instead of from him. If you run from him, this obviously implies that you're turning to something else. What is this something else? This something else is not God, and that's all that matters. It, it, it could be the stars, not the maker of the stars. It could be the advice of ungodly family or friends. It could be the world's answer, horoscopes, your sinful thoughts, whatever the case may be. It's something else. There's a clear example of this in 1 Samuel 28, 5-7. It says, When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. So then, or Saul then said to his attendants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. There is one in Endor, they said. So here we have Saul, who went to God, but God did not answer him. And that was, in the greater context, it was a punishment. So he gave up on God and went to something else. He turned from God. What we need to do and what God wants us to do is to seek him all the more during these times. Well, how do you seek him more during these times? Well, there's a few ways. It's simply start off with prayer. Just be like David. Just like in our scripture today in Psalm 13. He was going through a silent period, just like we do. And what, he, what did he do? He turned to the one being silent. He turned to God and heartfelt prayer. He didn't give up on God. He, he picked up the pace and ran to him. We also need to study. Read, read his word first and read Christian Hawther second. Let's get our priorities right. This is how you begin to understand why he does what he does and why there are silent times. The more you read, the more you show God that you want to understand him and the more you love him. 
I know this seems simply like a generic Christian answer, but I'm sorry, it's the truth. But this should already be part of our daily routine. But maybe it isn't. But maybe this waiting period will help you see your need of understanding God through Scripture. We also should turn to godly advice. And I highlight the word godly there. Not any advice, but godly advice. Make sure the advice is by a trusted, mature Christian. And their answer will come out of their godly love and concern for you and nothing less. And lastly, we need to listen to God. We need to keep our radar, so to speak, on high for God. God is 100% involved in our lives. And he can use anyone or anything to speak to us. Now, let's not get fanatical about this and go home and think the toaster told us to shave our cat or something. But be aware that God is all-knowing and all-powerful and all things are in, in his use. He can use anything. A good example of this waiting period and, and how to appropriately look at it comes from St. Augustine. Uh, has anyone here ever heard of Augustine or know of him? Or Probably not, yeah. He's, he is well known if you, if, you, if you study a lot, but your typical lay person doesn't know him too much. But anyway, little backdrop. He was born in 345 AD, and he became a great theologian and philosopher. He was also extremely humble and realized that everything he had was a gift from God. In his autobiography, which I'm going to read from in a second, called The Confessions, he actually goes from his birth to his current situation and writes directly to God as if this book was to be read only by God. Now, it's a great book. You should take time to read it. It's like reading his diary to God. Anyway, Augustine was actually a great sinner. He was a pretty bad guy, especially in his teenage years. And you'll see that in the excerpt I will read. And his mother was the only one in his family that had faith. Augustine, like David and like us, experienced God's silence. Or at least it seemed to be his silence at the time. So let's hear Augustine's view on God's silence during a time when he was 16 and just out of control. He says, How bitter this is to me, and, and do I dare... And do I dare to say that you, my God, kept silent while I was going further and further from you? Did you really say nothing to me then? Whose words were they except yours, which, by the means of my mother, your devoted servant, you kept crying in my ears? Not that any of them sank into my heart and made me act in accordance with them, for it was her wish, and I remember how privately and with great anxiety, she warned me not to commit fornication, and especially not to commit adultery with another man's wife. He was a pretty bad guy. And these warnings seemed to me merely the sort of things which one might accept, expect from a woman, in which it would be a shame for me to follow. But though I did not know it, these warnings came from you. I thought that you were silent and that it was my mother who was speaking, but you were not silent. You spoke to me through her, and in despising her, I was despising you. I, her son, the son of your handmaid. So God used his mother to speak to him. God was not silent. 
but instead he used his mother to express his love and concern for him. Augustine can now look back on his life and see how God was never truly silent, but instead he was speaking to him in ways that he wasn't looking for. We too need to do this. We need to keep our radar on high. Lastly, we need to be patient with God. If, if he is silent, we need to do everything we discussed already. And we also need to be patient towards him. After all, our scripture that the sermon is loosely based around is 1 Corinthians 13.4. And it starts off by saying, love is patient. Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. So if you love him, you'll wait for him in him only. I understand that patience in American society, they don't mix well. But with God, you must learn patience. Sometimes a quick fix and quick answer it, it is not the right answer. It is not what benefits God the most. You know, I've been through many situations in my life, and Shannon has been uh, too, where, you know, where there's layoffs and we don't know what to do, and it seems like God's silent. And even with this, me being here right now, I, I came here not knowing what was going to happen. There's been times of great mental anguish and spiritual anguish, and I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't know the end result, but I, not that I'm a model for this, but I just kept turning to him because where else would I go? Where else would I go? And thank God for God working through St. Peter's and all that they're offering us. And keep that in your prayers, obviously. But the fact is, God was there the whole time. His plan was in place the whole time. The whole time. God knows what we go through while we're waiting. Here's just two more scriptures that are an example of this. Psalm 5, verses 1 to 3 says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign." Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to you. In the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. And Psalm 35, 22 to 23 says, O Lord, you have seen this. Be not silent. Do not be far from me, O Lord. Awake and rise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and Lord. Do you remember how verse 5 of our scripture for today started? It started with the word, but. Everything from verses 1 to 4 were David calling out to God saying, Wake up, God, and rescue me. I know that you hear me. But, says verse 5, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. I want today to be a reminder to us all that God is here and he is never truly silent. He is always here and even though many times when we need him the most, he seems silent. But he knows how we feel and he knows what we are going through in our hearts and our minds during these times. So we need to be patient. While we're, be while we're being patient, run to him all the more. God is patient with you. Be patient with him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are, there are many seasons, many times, many days in our lives when you do, you just seem completely silent from us and we wonder, where are you? Why didn't you stop this? Why are you allowing this? Why does this keep happening? 
Where are you, God? The God that I read about, the God that I know, the God who is sovereign. Where are you? We have all felt this many times throughout our lives, Lord. And many times we have turned away from you. Many times we have just mentally said, forget you. I'll turn to something else or I'll take care of it myself. And we may stop praying. We may turn to other things. How many times have we let you down, Lord, during these times? We ask, Lord, for your forgiveness. And I pray, Lord, that you empower us to repent so that during these times which you promised will happen, that we will turn to you all the more. Help us, Lord, during these silent times to run to you, to look to nothing else but you, to see you as the only answer, which that is the truth. Heavenly Father, help us to see our need for you, our, our utter dependence on you for just simply life itself in the meaning of this life. Help us, Lord, to be patient. And as we wait, may we actively wait while we continue to do your will and seek your face, Lord. I pray that in your holy name. Amen. Okay, let's stand and sing. Tomorrow, of course, we celebrate Veterans Day. We are